Rock Salt Radio. Be afraid also, tremendously afraid, for the day of reckoning is upon us. Broadcasting from within our six feet social distance. Well, me and the Lord, we've got an understanding. We're on a mission from God. On a mission from God, it's Aaron and Dave with the Rock Salt Musecast Experience. We're putting the band back together. Forget it. Don't wait. We're on a mission from God. It's a very special Musecast Experience, Aaron. Matt, me and Elwood. Band back together. Ma'am, you gotta understand that this is a lot bigger than any domestic problems you might be experiencing. Would it make you feel any better if you knew that what we're asking Matthew to do is a holy thing? You see, we're on a mission from God. We got this little band that you might have heard of before, Aaron. First you trade the cabal really? for a microphone. Then you lie to me about the band. Now you're gonna put me right back in the joint. They're not gonna catch us. We're on a mission from God. You want to take a guess who it might be? I think they did a lot of it during the summer. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. They were busy over the summer, Aaron. This is this is true. This is true. in mysterious ways. Yep. Strike up the band, Sal. All right. Jesus is a friend of mine, Aaron. Friend of yours, friend of mine. I tried to do a joke there, and it didn't work. That's okay. All right. All the way from Indiana, the protest. Yeah, we're going to have Josh, right? Josh, the lead singer. Josh from the protest is going to be on today. Yes. And so uh, excited. We're going to talk all about the protest. Uh, we got probably about an hour of talking with Josh. Yeah, their new EP, yep. Death Stare. Death Stare with Paper Tiger, my my new favorite song. I like that song, Paper Tiger. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, all things the protest. Yep. So it's, it's going to be fun because hanging out with Josh was pretty darn cool. Yeah, we got uh, Keegan from Dead Sand. He's coming on and do, uh, he's a big baseball fan, so we're going to be Talking about the MLB playoffs, yeah, and we, we we predict winners and all that. So we're always gonna, like we're gonna predict winners. Always like talking to Coffee House Keegan, man. If I could have him on every weekend, I would. Though Coffee House Keegan and the guys from Faithhead, <laughs> love those guys. Actually, I love all our uh, our family of bands from uh, from the South. I dig San them all. Antonio, Dallas, or. Fort Worth, Fort Worth, yeah. We Ten- just need we Tennessee, need, maybe Indiana now. You know, we'll get uh, some family in yeah, Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Well, some rock stall family in Indiana. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be really nice. And then uh, where where is uh, Sal from? New York. Sal's from New York. Yeah, we got some rock salt family in New York. He so. checks in every once in a while. I lost my phone. I've been thinking about Sal lately, and I lost my phone at Six Flags. And uh, Sal's number is in my phone, so I'm waiting for my new phone to come in so I can uh, give Sal a call see how he's doing. Was it lost in the mail, or when did your phone get in here? I ordered it Sunday, man. I ordered it Sunday, two to three business days. Uh, You know, uh, as we record this, it's, uh, well, it's due tomorrow. 
to you tomorrow. Yeah. All right. So, so, so Sal, he'll be calling you shortly. You know, I kept waiting for Six Flags to get back to me. You know, before I went and bought a new phone, because so I know exactly where the phone is. It's on the roof of the Superman ride. I know exactly where it is. I keep telling them where it is. So that minimum wage employee just ah yeah and he they got keep, an iPhone yeah they keep saying oh we haven't found it yet we're still looking we haven't found it I'm like why you gotta look I told you exactly where it is it's like a, it's like having a you know an eight year old when you say hey go get your shoes on I can't find the shoes they're right by the door well you didn't look <laughs> so it's a rock salt musecast experience with Aaron and Dave and let's kick it off right here with another jam packed show I'm starting to pad as Aaron looks up who's first on the list a uh, band from san antonio relent there right we go. here on the rock salt newscast experience what's up everyone this is ryan from reborn and you're listening to the rock salt newscast experience with aaron and dave rock salt newscast experience with aaron and dave and uh all the way from indiana aaron it's josh from the protest. From the protest. Oh. And the live studio Ooh, audience for you, Josh. Oh, so, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> you know, so we just have to cut it off sometimes. Now, hey, next show. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, we, we have a hard time fitting the audience in my tiny little home here, but, you know. There they are. You know, oh, free. Man. I mean, they're very good people to do that for you. Yeah. You know, uh, free tickets. Hey, free is free, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. So the protest, you guys got big things going on lately, man. You just like, uh, you were like the the fuse on a firecracker. <laughs> you just this burn and then went uh, with a paper tiger. That's the new album, right? Yes. Paper tiger. With paper tiger, just went boom. Is does it feel the same way for you guys or do you just, is it another day at work for you? Well, you know, man, um, it's very, it's very humbling that, that you would say that, you know, um, I think for us, um, that's there, I guess that's there. Sorry. Thing. I mean, we've been, you know, we've been, uh, you know, we're a new band to a lot of people, but you know, we've been at it since 2009, you know, we've been touring since 2012, you know? So, um, I think for us, you know, it's just been a very slow grind. Um, so I never really think of us as like blowing up, um, even though that's very kind. And I, I think some people might think that I, I think for us, we're just very blessed to have any success at all. Um, you know, we're humbled to do it for the Lord. And, uh, that's just kind of, that's just kind of where we're at, man. I mean, we're very humbled um, by, you know, um, that we've been kind of uh, accepted into this rock world. And, uh, you know, um, it's been cool. Well, I, uh, I, when I first saw you, I first saw you in a little church in Fairfield, California. It was Fairfield, okay. correct? Aaron? Yeah, yes. All right. And you were doing the City Rock Fest tour with uh, Seven Day Slumber and Disciple and Wolves at the Gate, I believe, were there. Yeah, Spoken. Mm -hmm. Spoken. Um, and here's the protest. And I'd never heard of you before. Never heard of you before. And I, I think you played like second or third that night. I think they opened. Did you open? I think we I were think first. Oh, yeah. wow. You open. And, and you turn to me and go, why aren't they closing? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I seriously why? said that. Yeah. Why aren't they closing? And I go, I don't know, because they're really good. Yeah. You know, I, I've i only said that about two acts, uh, which is uh, many years ago, 2007, 8, something like that. Uh, 
my wife took me to see New Kids on the Block. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not a fan, but they put on a good show. And sure. uh, opening up was this this woman. She had no band. She had three backup dancers. She's singing the tracks. And uh, I kept saying to my wife, who who is this woman? And she's like, I have no idea. I'm like, you listen to all this pop stuff. You got to know who this is. She goes, no clue who this is. And I said, well, I promise you, she's going to be huge, huge, huge. And uh, it was Lady Gaga. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, uh, you know, boom, you've been anointed. <laughs> You're going to be the next big thing. <laughs> but it, it's, well, no, it's no surprise to us that you get in these shows. You know, you're going to be turned with from ashes to new uh, in upcoming. And, which we're seeing you know, tomorrow? It was Sunday. 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 We're seeing ashes to new on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they actually, um, is that on the POD run? No, um, there's no. a festival going on here today. Oh, well, I, may, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but they uh, have some COVID issues right now. And I oh, don't no. think they'll be at that festival. Oh, oh wow. Well, okay. that sucks. So, well, yeah. you know, uh, positive vibes to those guys. Absolutely. And- um, but yeah, man, I mean, we're, uh, thank you so much for the kind words, the humbling words, you know, um, we, uh, Live is kind of where we thrive, you know? I mean, like, we love um, being in the studio. We love writing music that makes an impact. But, you know, live, I mean, I mean, that's where we feel our most us, you know? Um, and uh, we've been very blessed over the years to have some great teachers um, on, on and off the stage. And one of those is definitely um, a disciple. I mean, they've been good mentors for us since we were, I mean, since I was, very <laughs> so uh you know all the energy and all the passion we give is because we grew up watching these bands who love the lord that had all this energy and passion and gave everything they got every night no matter if there was a thousand people or three you know right you know the night that we saw you i'm gonna say there was about 75 people in the place yeah and right. it was just a tiny little church and uh-huh. um every one of those bands including you brought it that night it was like you guys it didn't matter that you were playing to 75 people you were playing to an arena that night absolutely and that's kind of what we try to uh try to do you know i used to get very um bummed out when there was a bad turnout you know i got like sick to my stomach about it but you know as i've grown and as i've kind of realized how things are um you know the people that come even if there's just some people you know they came to see you and they came for a reason, you know, and I would hate to go out there and not honor that, you know, I mean, even if there's, you know, I mean, we, you know, we played a festival um, a couple weeks ago, tons of people, but just the week before that we played a show and there's probably 25 people there, man. But those 25 people came to see us and because, you know, maybe they want to change or maybe they need to hear something uplifting. So that's kind of what we try to keep in mind. Right. You know, the, when, when we started this whole uh, rock salt musecast thing and we were trying to get it off the ground, I was at the same time kind of saying to myself, what am I doing this for? There's nobody listening. What am I doing this for? But then Aaron would come to me with the analytics and go, hey, we picked up a listener in Singapore. Right. And I go, wow, that is so cool. So maybe it's not for the masses. It's for the one. Absolutely, man. I, 
I love that you say that because that is so true. And to be honest with you guys, like I'm just trying to be very transparent these days. You know, as a kid, I mean, I mentioned I was a huge Kiss fan. I, I still am. Um, but, you know, as a kid, I wanted to be a rock star. I didn't care about Jesus. I wanted to be a rock star. So letting that thought go um, has been hard, you know, because you're totally right. Um, God may not ever have the protest play for the masses. You know, it may have, we may have already done our job for him. I, I don't know. But, you know, um, we're trying to just think about it as, you know, we aren't rock stars. We're just, you know, I mean, just like you said, man, like if one person can be affected, then it's all worth it. So that's kind of the mindset that we're trying to have, um, you know, right now. And I'm trying to let those thoughts of being a rock star go because that's not what it's about for us. You know, your first release off this uh, latest uh, um, EP album project. I had, the, I had the name of the EP wrong. It's Destare. Destare. Yeah. That the, yeah, um, right. was, was greater. Yeah. And that song talks about that. I don't, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm just not caring who's listening <laughs> well, or whatever. I'm, I'm just, you know, going to proclaim the name of Jesus and let it be out there. It's kind of, I'm going to stop you short here it, because that was one of the notes I made for myself because I was listening to it this morning. And I went, wow, uh, when I met you guys four or five years ago, you were just average dudes in a band. And uh, I know you don't remember, but I mean, we probably hung out and talked for at least a half an hour. Sure. Um, I got the pictures. It's cool. It's on Facebook. <laughs> um, but uh, on, on your latest EP, uh, Paper Tiger, as you were saying, greater, um, you got that line in there that says uh, don't do it for the money right that's greater correct yes. i'm on the right yeah. one yep don't do it for the money don't do it for the fame and when i heard that it just kind of lined up with what that 30 minutes i knew of you i met you it, it it was like i never got the feeling that you were doing it for the money or the fame you were doing it for the love of it well thank you very much and yeah i mean um, truth be told in our, in our, in our industry, there's not much of that anyway. So it kind of works out. <laughs> right. Um, but, but, um, you know, and we wrote that song during COVID because I mean, I mean, just like you guys said, you know, not having, not playing shows, not doing what we do. Um, it was tough. We, uh, I mean, it's not only a big part of our career, but just for our hearts and minds, you know, when you're called to do something and you can't do it for a while, it, it's, it was tough. So we, we wrote that song um, because we had to sit back and think about why do we do this? Like, really, what is the point behind all of this? And that song just kind of came out and we just pray that it encourages other bands, other people doing ministry, doing, you know, and, and, and awesome podcasts, doing anything, you know, um, that's uh Yeah. Cool. So have you, now you guys were all doing your day jobs back when I met you. You still doing your day jobs? Cause you guys are blowing up. I mean, I, I'll put it a different way. I'm on i I'm on these different Facebook groups. Uh, sure. Aftershock being one of them, which is the festival we're going to see this weekend, mm -hmm. which is not a Christian festival. Um, right. Along with uh, some Christian groups and, uh, I, I watch the comments and everybody's like, oh, yeah, the protest. I know them. Love those guys. And I, for the longest time, 
was going around going, you got to check out this band called The Protest, <laughs> you know? And little sure. do I know that you guys are just, it's like, it's just really growing for you guys. Are you still uh, working all the day jobs? Yes. So, um, cool thing is, I, I think you're right. You know, my, I mean, by the grace of God, I think that, um, you know, the growth in the last four or five years has, has been, you know, more than we could have ever dreamed. You know, it, it, it doesn't seem that way when you're in it, you know what I mean? Because you're just kind of grinding away every day and, um, just thinking of the next thing that you can do, the next song, the next time you're going to be in the studio, the shows, all this stuff. Um, so the growth has been paramount, but yeah, I mean, we're still working part-time jobs. Um, you know, praise the Lord. They're all very, very flexible, um, with touring, you know? So, I mean, that's, that's why awesome. we've been able to tour so much over the last, um, couple years just because they're very flexible. So that has been a huge blessing. Um, you know, cause when we're not on the road, um, you know, we need to, you know, we need to make ends meet as well. So that's kind of, you know, where we're at, but right. Um, yeah. I, I get it. I, I was asking Aaron for your tour dates. Cause I saw you got this uh, tour coming up with from ashes to new, uh, that that's still going on. I'm assuming it's still planned, right? As of now. Yeah. Okay. We, I didn't see till yesterday that they tested positive for COVID. So, you know, um, we're praying for them. I hate that for those guys. Yeah. Um, that's I, I had COVID. It's not fun, but, um, but yeah, as of now, things are all, uh, full, full force ahead. So, all right, well, cool. Uh, you got, um, on this bill, you got the protest, of course, Andrew W. Boss. I haven't heard of, Andrew W. Boss, uh, and the funeral portrait. Have you, yeah. have you played with these guys before? Never with Andrew, but, um, funny thing about the funeral portrait. Uh, so I'm talking like back in 2012, 13. Um, those, so those guys are from Georgia. We would tour a lot and we would go down there and we played with those guys in some of the tiniest, tiniest venues, um, and those guys have really blown up. Uh, they signed to, um, Indie vision, which is a huge secular, um, a record company. They have awesome management and they're just really sweet guys and, and awesome bands. So it'll be really cool to see them again for sure. Awesome. You know, speaking of Georgia, you played with, um, faith head down there. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. those, those are good guys. I yeah, like faith. We, we interviewed faith head <laughs> and they told us you guys had a discussion and I think it was Bayless was on the third and they said, we, we decided that they would go last. And, uh, after you and, uh, Bayless, re, uh, performed, they were like, that's a mistake. <laughs> you know, that was a mistake. <laughs> well, you know, they it was were like, very kind of them because it was a weeknight and, um, it was a, it was a hometown show for them. And, and they said, you know, um, Hey, you know, like we'll go last. So there's a ton of people here for you guys. And that's super kind of them. Like, you know, we, it's whatever for us. Um, but all that being said, um, that's sweet of those guys to say that, but they're a great band too. They're awesome live and they're really, really nice, funny dudes. So, um, yeah, yeah. they're, they're yeah. awesome. It's good to see those guys. You, you need to go get, uh, or go check out our interview with faith head. You'll love it. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it, it was great. They are funny I'm guys. Um, probably my best show with Faith Head. I All love right. those guys. I um, really do. They, they seem like right. they would be great to hang out with after a show. Yeah, so. I've been doing radio since I was 17 years old. And um, it, honestly, 
those guys were probably my best show. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I think I think I know what you mean, and I, I said this to the guys. I think, um, and I'm sure they would say this too, they seem like um, a group of best buds that have been best buds for a long time, you know, a very long time, and they pretty much just uh, bust each other's chops all day long. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Just, just constantly – constantly get under each other's skin on purpose and it's it cracks me up man yeah i i cannot wait to get out to that neck of the woods so i can meet some of these bands because uh the midwest and the south is blowing up with christian bands i say it every week just blowing up with christian bands i always feel so bad for um the west coast because you know for you know a, a, a lot of music comes out to the West Coast, but a lot of touring Christian rock bands um, don't make it out there as much. Right. You know, just because you have to be very, very intentional to go out to, you know, Cali or Oregon or Washington to play, you know, because it's across the country. So it's got to really make sense in the routing and stuff like that. So, um yeah, I mean, we're we're dying to get back out there. We think it's beautiful. You know, we love it out there. I think the closest we'll be any, anytime soon is probably Idaho. So okay, well, it's a nice place to visit, but you wouldn't want to live here. <laughs> that's, uh, that's true. <laughs> well, we uh, a death stare. We actually um, recorded in L.A., so we were there for weeks. Oh, what um, uh, what studio? So there's a fella. Um, he just moved to Nashville, but his name is Mitchell Marlowe and he's done stuff for, um, uh, like Papa Roach and he's done stuff for righteous vendetta and stuff for, um, new year's day. Um, a, a lot of really good secular hard rock bands. And we got, you know, we got hooked up with him. Um, and it was, it was awesome. You know, we still wrote a lot of the music with the guys we usually write with, um, down in Nashville. Some were just us totally. Some we wrote with, um, the disciple guys. Uh, but yeah, Mitch did the album with us and it was a absolute blast. So you're, you're going on this tour with from ashes to new and, uh, October 13th, which is right around the corner, mm-hmm. uh, Billings, Montana at the pub station. And there's a reason that I'm, I'm talking about these three particular dates, Billings, Montana. I spent some time in Billings, Montana. It's not a bad place. It's actually no, kind of a cool we place. Were just there like a month and a half ago, two months ago. Yeah, and but uh, when I moved there, I said to someone, I was like, "Hey, so where do you guys go for like concerts and stuff?" And uh, Seattle. <laughs> went, well, that sounds far. Yeah, um, Salt Lake City, uh, a place I consider my second home. I've lived there for a year and a half or so. Oh, wow, it's a beautiful city. I love Salt Lake City. Yeah. Love it, and would go back in a heartbeat. I don't know where the complex is. Uh, but Salt Lake City, uh, they got a great rock scene out there too. I think the last time we were in Salt Lake City, man, we were probably it had to been two thousand fourteen, something like that. So it's it, it's been a while. But I remember thinking then because we used to stay at Walmart parking lots, like that, I mean that's what we did, and and we still do sometimes if we need to catch some shut eye. But I remember waking up at that particular Walmart near Salt Lake City. And I woke up to mountains, you yeah. know what I mean? Which is pretty fantastic. And it, it just seemed like a nice, clean town. 
Yeah, it, it, it very much is. Um, I still got friends there, but uh, and they they say it's kind of declined a little, but I think that they're, you know, a little jaded about it because they live there, sure. you know. Sure. Uh, also, Colorado Springs, Colorado, Sunshine Studios on the 17th, uh, another place I spent about a year and a half, Colorado no Springs, yeah. And uh, uh, once again, they got a pretty big rock scene out there. Okay, well, yeah. that's cool. Kilo Radio. Check out K-I-L-O okay. Radio, and you're going to find yourself a great rock and roll station. Um, Love it, man. Yeah, a station that turned me on to Skillet back in the day when I lived there, and uh, Volbeat. I became big oh, fans dude. of the, both those bands because of Kilo Radio, yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, man, Volbeat's awesome. And oh, Skillet, yeah. man, they are, uh, you know, they are the some of the best people I've ever met. Yeah. All right, I'm going to take a break here. And we're going to play some music. Oh, Greater is coming on. Greater. All right, cool. From uh, the protest. And we'll yep. jump back in with Josh here in just a minute. Hey, everybody. This is Jenny from the band Saving Jackie. And you're listening to Rock Stop Newscast Experience with Aaron and Dave. Rock Salt, I'm Dave Peril. This is Aaron Sound. And we've got new shows every week on demand on Spotify. Rock Salt Musecast Experience with Aaron and Dave and Josh from the protest. Yes. He's on the Zoom call. Yeah, our studio audience left. There so. he is, right there. Yeah, the studio <laughs> audience, we locked them out. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, you were talking about Faith Head being a bunch of best friends or whatever, you know, been around together. How long has this group of the protest been together? Yeah, the- man. So it's crazy, man. We're, you know, in a in a world that, it seems like a lot of bands have a, have a revolving door of band members. Um, and I get that it's hard to keep a band together. It really is. Um, but it has been, um, TJ and Jerob and I have been playing music together since we were literally in middle school. Um, wow, we played that, our that first so show. Cool. yeah, I mean, I just turned 31, man. And we played our first show when I was probably 12 or 13. Wow. Um, wow. and Sarge during that time, um, Adam, he was giving me, um, uh, uh, lessons to play the guitar. Um, so that's how we met. So this whole time we've always been really tight. Um, Sarge went out to LA to, to, to study music theory. Um, in 2009, he came back to join the band. So from 2009, it has been the four of us. We, we, we've had some amazing bass players who we still love, um, come and go, but the four of us have been, in it since 2009 yeah i was gonna say i and i could totally be wrong i thought there was five of you when i saw you on that city rock fest tour but i could be wrong because that was so long ago i'm trying to remember if we had jesse in the band or not at that time i'd have to go Um, back and look at the pictures um but yeah i mean we you know we've had some bass players and uh you know we're not ruling out the idea of getting a fifth guy you know having a live bass player um is cool because it's very rock and roll and you can still, you know, go off the, the cuff if you want and jam on something, you know, right now we have a track you know, we have track bass and we still play it through a cab. So, I mean, it's, it's like he's there, but the problem is obviously everything has to be planned out. Like, you know, every moment of the set has to be planned out. So the bass hits at the right time and right. stuff like that. So. Yeah. It's gotta, it's gotta be precise. Absolutely. Yeah. Like a Swiss watch, Aaron. 
Boom. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, Boom. All right, so I want to talk about this latest EP. I want uh, to get deeper into that death stare. Yep. Because um, you had this buildup. Uh, that's the best way I can describe it for me. Uh, you had this buildup because you started out in 2012 with Game Changer and you had a cover of In the Air Tonight. Whose idea yeah. was In the Air Tonight? Um, Man, we covered that. uh at shows before that, um, and Travis Weirich, our first producer, thought it'd be good to throw it on there. But oh, he cool. really, he really made that one what it is. So. Yeah, it, it's definitely your own. It's yeah. it's not. I mean, I've heard a lot of covers of that song, "Good and Bad," and um, it is not the protest covering Phil Collins. It is the protest doing a song. It's it's oh, your song awesome, for man. sure. Well, uh, thanks. At least that version of it. I mean, we can't, right. of course, do away with Phil, but I'm a big, huge, <laughs> I'm a huge Phil Collins fan. But he's awesome, man. Yeah, I got a, I got a friend. She's been on the show. Uh, she, she did backup on uh, one of his tours, or it's actually kidding. two of his tours. Wow. Um, Greater Lengths came out in twenty, or Great Lengths came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. Which uh, that's that's the album I have. You guys signed it all for me and everything. Yeah. Rebel Static, my favorite. I play that song Thanks, all man. the time. Love Rebel Static and Welcome to the Freak Show, which is you know I like to play that back to back with uh, Freak <laughs> Show with uh, from from Skillet. Yeah, <laughs> you know? oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 2018 Legacy got Knockout Noise Revolution. What else you got? I mean, these are solid songs. And uh, then you come out with, with uh, uh, Death Stare, and I was anticipating that video. As you guys were putting it on Facebook and everything, like building up to it, I was anticipating this video. I wanted to hear this song. I wasn't disappointed. I actually laughed at the end of the video when you guys are climbing over the seats at the, at no, the theater. Yeah. <laughs> but um, then just recently, I heard, because I didn't listen to the whole album, Mm-hmm. I heard um, Paper Tiger. That's my new favorite song. I love Paper <laughs> Thanks, Tiger. Because uh, it, it was when I heard that that I went, oh, you guys were holding out on, on Showdown. Showdown was like <laughs> Showdown was like an appetizer. Paper Tiger, that's the meal, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, we were, man, like that's one of those that, so Adam um, wrote most of that, and he brought it in, um, one day to the studio when we were like, dude, that like already like his melodies and riffs and stuff, it was almost built. And, and, and we just knew that given the right, um, producer, that would be a special song. Um, we, we're, we're going to start playing it live and we're super pumped about that. It's so much fun. Um, and yeah, the, the, the whole EP talks about fear. Um, and and overcoming fear so you know everybody has a paper tiger something that they're afraid of something that keeps them up at night and and this isn't necessarily talking about like you know like spiders or the dark but you know i mean those fears like you know um that the enemy tries to put into your mind you know so the whole ep in in hopes is is to kind of fight that a little bit and that's what paper tiger is you know you think it's something so horrible something so terrible until you know, you, you look at it with Christ on your side and you realize that that's just a paper tiger. It seems scary, but it can burn easily. Yeah. I, I, one line in that song stuck out for me. Uh, and I had to write it down is 
nothing more than a silver tongue liar. Yeah. That's a great line. You know what I'm talking about, Aaron? Yeah. yeah, You've heard the song. Um, I mean, did you guys like work hard at that line or did it just come to you? Because I mean, that's a great line. Thanks, man. Uh, No, dude, Adam had these lyrics. Like, it's very rare for our band to come in with almost a fully pieced together song. Like, a lot of our writing is like spent, you know, spent painstakingly with our guitars in front of a computer, you know, just trying to come up with stuff, you know, putting a lot of thought into it because sometimes it takes a lot of thought, but sometimes things just come to you. And I think God put that song on his heart because it, it, it came, it came with lyrics. It came with, you know, most of what you hear was what the demo was like. So oh, really? yeah, super cool. Wow. You and know, that's, that's very rare. Cause if you heard some of our demos, you'd probably not think we were a very good band anymore. So, <laughs> well, you know, the, here's the thing is I, I was telling Aaron this a couple of weeks ago, which is, uh, I, back in the eighties, uh, I was a big fan of exit record 77s, Charlie Peacock, all that. And Charlie had given me some tapes of demos from those bands. And, uh, yes, they're very, very rough. Yeah. Um, but now, due to technology and everybody's got it in their living room or their bedroom or whatever, uh, demos from bands are sounding like, I mean, stuff ready to just put out there. Absolutely. It, I think the whole home uh, home recording software has gotten so good that, I mean, some of the best records I've heard in a long time were made in someone's basement or in someone's room. You, you know what I mean? It's just... Uh, it's crazy. You know, like, um, you don't have to go to a state of the art studio anymore. I mean, we like to just because I don't know, we're, we're kind of old school and it's just fun to, you know, like get, you know, get into those isolation booths and record drums in a big room. But, you know, people are just able to get so many good sounds out now, man. It's a crazy time really. Well, collaboratively, it's gotta be, uh, somewhat inspirational to show up at a studio together you know, and work on a song together, correct? Instead of, oh. you know, hey, I'm FaceTiming this guy uh, who's, hey, I'm laying down my track. Now you lay down, I don't know how everybody oh, does it, but. Absolutely, man. And, you know, we, when when we write as the protest, we we are always, um, always together. Like we're going to take a writing um, retreat in November and just spend a couple days off the grid just writing music together. I, I mean, that just helps us now during covid we some of our co-writes some we used some we didn't we did over skype um with dudes in different states or you know what what have you but when the the protest rights we like to do it all together and yeah. if one of us is missing it just doesn't feel right and uh you know there's a lot of bands that aren't the same way and i don't think that's a bad thing i think uh we are a wolf pack to a fault i mean like we stick together like we stick together so much that um, I only put one um, hotel room in our rider because we just want to be together. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> so. cool. Yeah. I mean, hey, as long as it works out for you. I, now, me right. personally, I'd be like, okay, we'll get two hotel rooms, one for me <laughs> and one for the other guys. <laughs> but Well, you know, being uh, being the lead singer, you know, I, I – I feel like I should have a room all to myself, but you know, you know <laughs> sure. here or there, you know, you got to have the humidifier going for your throat oh, and, uh, you exactly. know, you got to have the tea and I, I know all the stuff I've exactly. watched all the movies. I saw Rockstar. Fresh. I know what it's about. Fresh, <laughs> fresh, fresh orange slices. I love that movie. Yeah. You know, fresh. It's a great movie, isn't <laughs> <Yes>. it? 
yes, fresh orange slices. Yeah. You know, oh, I need yeah. my fruit tray and of uh, yeah, all that. Sure, of course. A one thing uh, now. <laughs> who produced the new EP? Is there yeah, a, a producer? Um, or is it just you guys producing it, or? Yeah, so um, the guy I mentioned um, before that, the engineer on the record, he's the producer as well. So okay. Mitchell Marlowe. Mitchell, yep. Mitchell Marlowe. Okay, well, yep. he's he's quite talented as well, I can tell. Oh, he's uh, – we went to him for a reason. Um, we we heard – and this is kind of an older record now, but we heard Righteous Vendetta, uh, a Righteous um, Vendetta's Cursed record, and it was just one of the best-sounding rock records I'd ever heard. And – um, it's always been in the back of our mind to work with him, but he just seemed, um, you know, he's, I mean, I mean, this guy's done stuff for some of the biggest rock acts out there. So we just thought, I don't even know if he would take us on. Wow. You know what I mean? But, um, he was so kind and very humble and very chill. And, uh, it was a awesome experience, man. I mean, I definitely think we're going to work with him again. So, yeah, I, I, as I was driving around listening to the different stuff, um, I could hear the difference in the music and it was like I this thought popped into my head now I know that these guys each have their own sound but I was like who would you guys get to produce this Bob Rock or Rick Rubin or something because it's it was so technical and everything it doesn't have a Rick Rubin sound it doesn't have a Bob Rock sound sure. but it is definitely it's protest but it's protest matured I guess yeah, it, I, I mean it's definitely definitely yeah. different from game There's game of, changer. It seems or, like it had a lot of a lot of growth. Yes, in, that's in the, the word I'm looking for. A lot of growth in the album. I, I like the like the like the uh, like scratching that you have in the album. You know, like uh, oh my gosh, what like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like in greater, like oh yeah, yeah, for like, sure, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, I noticed that you guys. I don't know what they call it. That's why on the what I would on call the it. new album. That's a good way to put it. On the new album, I noticed that um, your lead guitar. I think it's your lead guitar guy that is. He's just making some crazy sounds on his and tones on his guitar that don't seem to follow any rhyme or reason, <laughs> but they fit. Right? Am I am I wrong or is that just no, me? I, no, I, I think. Correct. Yeah. I think that's what Aaron was talking about before. Yeah. It's like, it's like, a, um, we wanted to try a lot of funky things, just something different, man. And, uh, you know, um, we are a rock and roll band, you know, like we love the, the clean, tight, modern sound, but you know, like when it comes down to it, we love to throw down, we're a rock and roll band. So we wanted to add little things that would just make it kind of nastier, you know, like, you know, I mean, there's nothing real melodic about, some of the scrapes and some of the noises we have going, but it just adds a little bit. You right. Know what I mean, it's noticeable, but it's not in your face. Right. Yeah. Sure. Now, I, before we did our interview today, uh, I had a friend of mine over here and I said, Oh, I'm going to be interviewing the protest. Uh, here, let me play you one of their tracks. Now he's, he's not a Christian guy and I play him all this Christian music and he goes, I don't know, man. I don't, I really don't want to be preached at. I was like, they're not preachy. He goes, yeah, you say that. I was like, no, listen to it. And I played him Paper Tiger. He's like, he was, he was tapping his foot outside. He's like, it's really good. I'm like, yeah, awesome. you can tell that you're a Christian band without being preachy about it. Kind of like Skillet. Yeah. Kind of like Skillet. Totally, totally. And you know, man, every band 
in our industry has a different approach. Um, and not one approach is better than the other. Um, I know some amazing bands that don't say much about Jesus on stage, but off stage, their hearts and what they say does all the talking. But I know some bands that preach a whole message from the stage, and that's awesome too. Right. You know? um, I, I think for us, um, you know, we feel led to speak from the stage, but we feel led to do it in a way that is inviting and you know, not pressured, you know, of of course we want everyone to walk out of there saved, but that's not our decision to make for them, you know? So in my mind, if I come out and start, you know, quoting scripture and all this stuff to people who don't even know the name of Jesus, maybe, or don't even know who he is, um, that could be a turnoff because they don't know scripture, you know? I mean, you know, later I'd love to sit down with them and talk about scripture and stuff, but our goal is to let them know that wherever they're at in life, Christian or not, it doesn't matter, that they're, they are human beings like us. We struggle. We fall short. We have stressors. We have problems. I've had suicidal thoughts. Um, and our goal is the people to leave our shows not feeling that way. And we invite them. You know, I want them to know that there is a God that loves them who sent his son Jesus to die for us. Um, and that's their decision. But if they want change, if they want something different then to find us after the show. Yeah. And, and you're very approachable after the show. I, I can attest to that. Well, thank you. You guys are really that's, cool with me now when well, I was, what? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. What, I cut you off. No, no, no. It's a, you know, like I don't see why a band wouldn't be, you know, like, yeah, but I, I've met you know, a ton of bands have, that just aren't. Yeah. And, and that's too bad because, you know, in, in my mind, if you guys weren't there, um, um, supporting, buying merch, all, all this stuff, then we wouldn't have a platform. We wouldn't be able to do it. So like when people come to our shows, it's like a chance to say, thank you for coming. Thank you for showing your support. It means a lot to us. Cause it's how we, it's a big part of how we live, you know? Right. Well, you know, e- not Elon, um, uh, uh- uh, Jeff Bezos just got some backlash a few weeks ago because he sent his rocket up into space and he thanked all the customers of Amazon for helping him live his dream. And he, he got the backlash because people were going, you're a multi-billionaire, dude, you know? Um, but I kind of got it from the other side, which is and because I've talked to so many bands that are like this and you just kind of said it, which is, Um, if I don't show up to the show and buy some merch and, and rock out, well, there's not much point of you being there. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) So I, you know, I'm helping you live your dream of being a rock star by buying a t-shirt and that's okay. You know, uh, you're kind of helping me live my dream by coming on my show. And I appreciate that. It, it, It takes, it takes both parties. And, you know, like one thing I can say about, about the Christian rock market, the Christian rock industry, um, you know, for as niche as it is, the fans are, I don't even like to call them fans because they're not, they're, they're family. And, you know, we've been, we've been taken care of in ways that I can't even explain that, you know, that we don't deserve, but there are just good people out there that, that love what you do and want to take care of you. And it's just been, mind-blowing to see that yeah and uh it's not as niche as you would think 
sure. It really isn't. It's really right. growing. And I, I'm quite surprised. When we started this show, I told Aaron a couple of things. Um, was One was I didn't want to be preachy because you can already get that on you know radio and everything. Sure. Uh, um, I just wanted to be normal, talk, hanging out type of thing. Uh, second thing was I wanted to open people up to new music and new bands that maybe they hadn't heard of. And now a lot of people have heard of you, but uh, we've had a lot of bands on like Faith Head that uh, while people have heard of them out in your neck of the woods, but out here on the West Coast, nobody knows who Faith Head is. And uh, that's not to knock them or anything like that. I want to be that vessel to, you know, hey, check out this band. They're really cool. I I didn't know who they were until I saw them post that they were going to be playing with you. Yeah. And I made, I reached out. Hey, you want to come on the show? And they did. Very and, cool, and man. so uh, the same thing with Deadson. Uh, you were played oh, a show with Those guys are nice guys. Yeah. Yeah, we, Deadson's we, awesome. Oh, we just had Keegan on. He's He was our, uh, we talked about, you know, Major League Baseball, the playoffs and all that. He's a huge baseball fan. But, uh, but you know, again, uh, and then you did uh, Sound for the Crown in San Antonio. Yep. And then I bought the streaming thing because I, you know, didn't have time or the money to fly to San Antonio. And you guys were playing, and there was other bands that night that were playing. Uh, you know, Stonewall Static played in mm-hmm. all that, and and they've come on the show. So it's 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 great that uh, some of these independent bands have come on, and I found yeah, them through just watching oh, what you guys totally. post. And I I feel like you know a lot of people would say that we were a hair too late to ride the wave. You know, I mean. If you guys can remember back in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, you know, Christian rock was like massive. It was thriving. There was a spot for it in the Grammys. There was a spot for it on Billboard. Um, And then for a while, um, it started to just head underground, like, you know, stations drop and stations dropped. But I really do feel like the last couple of years, um, some of the best bands that have ever been in the genre are are coming out with incredible music. And I do feel... um, a, a growth, you know, um, in the scene. And I just hope it keeps, it keeps doing that, you know? Yeah. I think it goes through waves, you know, right. uh, I was, I got into Christian music in the eighties, listening to Petra and Steve Taylor and stuff like that. Sure. My friends made fun of me because I like this music. My kid still makes fun of me cause I like that music, but, um, it really, that's when it was really a niche. You know, that was a niche market. Oh, sure. And uh, then you got uh, like bands like Striper starting to break over into the other side and and uh, Skillet, uh, you know, fast forward many years, Skillet is kind of, I don't want to say they're kicking in the door, but they're oh, they're yeah. opening well, that mean, door, you know? Right. I mean, like you've got your PODs, your, your Reds, your thousand foot crutches that have really made a big, you know, big impact on that mainstream um market, you know, um, you know, I mean, even back earlier, you know, like your, um, your, uh, reliant K's and your pillars, you know, like there was a, I mean, there was a big spot for it, you right. know? Um, and I, I feel like it's gonna, it's gonna happen again. I, um, we're, we're starting to run out of time. So there's a couple things I wanted to get to here. Uh, I don't normally talk about the merch, with bands, but I was on your site and I really like this shirt. I'm not asking you for a shirt. I'm going to buy one, but the bad self shirt, um, oh. that thing is so cool. Um, but it had Colossians three 
9 and 10, which I had to go look up. Can I read it? Do you mind, Aaron? Go ahead. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Uh, it says, do not live to... Uh, Sorry, I can't read my own notes now. Do not live to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. So where did all that come from for you guys? What does that say to you? And why would you put it on a shirt? Yeah, um, so my brother, that's actually our our uh, other job. My brother and I have a graphic um, design company. Um, we do a lot of work for bands like Disciples, Seventh Day, Firefly, and even bands like Dead Sin and all those great guys. Um, um, so Jared made the shirt, our drummer and my little brother. Um, and the song is called Bad Self. It's about, it's basically about sin. You know, um, you look in the mirror as a sinner and it's just, you get, there's so much shame. There's so much guilt involved, you know, um, we've, you know, we've been forgiven. We've, we've, we have the opportunity to have a new self, to put on a new self. And that's kind of what the thought process was behind that, um, behind that thing, you know, letting the old self kind of burn away. Yeah. Well, real quick to wrap things up, what's next for the protest? What do you got lined up besides the ashes to new tour? What do you got your sights set on? Sure. Um, great question. So, yeah, um, we have this run coming up with those guys. And then um, a few dates in December um, that we haven't posted yet that, that we're probably going to end the year on. Um, November, we're going to spend maybe doing a music video, writing a lot. Um, we have a couple exciting things for fans, um, some extra content kind of stuff for fans that we're thinking about launching um, sometime next year. And then um, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think you'll see us out on the road a lot next year. Um, and I think uh, there'll be some new music hopefully. So nice. um, all those things, I, th I think the first thing is we're going to start writing really hard because uh, something I found out uh, in music, it's never too early to start writing. We just had an, a, a record come out, but um, we tend to wait until we have to write to write. And we just want to start writing now and have tons of different options. Right. Throw it in the Prince vault. You know, Prince had a vault. Uh, uh, yeah. We just threw Prince, everything in there. <laughs> Prince have a, uh, Yeah. Prince has enough music to uh, last for a but long time. Here's, here's what I always say. There's a reason it's in the vault. Right. There's yeah. a reason it didn't get right. released. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I've got a few episodes of our show that are in the vault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, a, so you got uh, the protest coming up. I mean, uh, Big stuff coming up for the protest. You got more writing going on, more recording going on. You got the Ashes to New uh, tour going around. Was that eight dates, ten dates? Yeah, it's just uh, eight or ten dates. Um, so just kind of a run. Um, but we're 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 super excited about it. You know, we don't uh, we play a lot of clubs, but we don't we you know we don't get to do the club circuit um, all the time. So it's it's fun to take the ministry in in there. You know? All right, I got homework for you. Um, this is a homework assignment. I want to see you on Aftershock next year because you guys will fit in, no joke, perfectly at Aftershock. Um, all right, so you're on Rockfest Records, Sony as well, right? Yeah. Um. It they so it's it's it was Rockfest Sony. Now it's uh it's Rockfest Capital. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yep. Okay. All kinds of mergers going on. Uh, oh yeah. We got Josh, Adam on guitar, 
TJ on rhythm guitar, Jareb on the drums, and the uh, the robot bass player for, yes. for the time being. Um, you know, I hear like Wolfgang Van Halen's out there doing his thing. He plays bass. If you want to check I, that I, dude, I actually out. <laughs> saw Wolfgang live a couple weeks ago. How was it? We're going to uh, see him this weekend with GNR. Uh, no, he's at the AfterShock oh, Festival. Oh, great! Yeah. yeah, dude, his band is fantastic um i didn't know what to expect but his voice is incredible and he's a monster player yeah um because he actually plays um uh lead guitar for the band so nice um and i i didn't i guess i just didn't realize that i just thought he played bass but uh yeah so yeah i think he'll be very very impressed they sounded amazing well i'm bringing a big sign that says play panama so <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he loved that. Oh, well, he, he had a big blow up on on Fred lightly. Yeah, he had a big blow up on social media. He said, I'm not playing effing Panama. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So um, all right. And uh, there was one last thing I wanted to, to hit you guys with. But so you guys are on Instagram. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. Where else can they follow you at? Yeah, man. Uh Pretty much everywhere, uh, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Facebook, YouTube, all that stuff. Yeah. So um, they great pictures on Instagram. Yeah, you guys pop up on my social media almost daily. Oh, those pictures of you guys just rocking out on Instagram are just fantastic. You know, you just see those pictures, you go, "Oh, that's a rock band right there." (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are very hairy and sweaty, so that's half the battle. But you know what? The pictures on that you guys have on uh, Spotify of you, um, you're looking all serious and tough guy, and I'm like, "Those? That's not the protest that I know." Oh yeah, it's. It cracks people up because we are like, you know, in in rock and metal, man. I mean, you can't smile in a right. shot, you know. I mean, <laughs> but but we are probably like, like we're you know we're big you know we're just big sweeties, and that's not the attitude that we portray at all. But uh, in in the pictures, you know, you got to look tough. Yeah, yeah, you got to. It's I think it's a rule <laughs> of rock and roll, right? Absolutely. Um. Oh. I know what I wanted to talk to you about, and I'm going to make it really fast, Aaron, because I know we got to get you going. But on your bio on your website, I took this out of it, and it says they're sure to be used as a rallying theme song for college and pro sports. And I went, you are so right. You were so, I don't know who wrote that, but you are so right, because Aaron and I have been talking about uh, what, what team is it that walks into Metallica? Uh, West Virginia. West Virginia comes into Inner Sandman. Or, and, I'm sorry, Virginia Tech. Oh, sorry. Okay, Virginia yeah. Tech. And I, I told Aaron I, when I first watched that, I was like, you know, if I was on the opposing team, I might actually be a little afraid to play that game. Oh, <laughs> dude. Dude, uh, yeah. I watched footage of that uh, first game, their first game back after COVID, and the arena was just, I, it was insane. I'd be very, very intimidated. <laughs> right? Yeah, I was watching Wisconsin, Michigan this weekend, and they beginning of the fourth quarter. They play uh, House of Pain, jump around, and oh, even, yeah, and even yeah. the Michigan fans were just going up and down, going a, hard. I, I it, love that man. It creates a great atmosphere. All right, absolutely. So, Josh, thank you for coming on the show. It's the protest. They are uh, the new album is called Josh Death Stare, Death Stare, and. Uh, you're on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, 
Everywhere. Just everywhere. The protest is yep. everywhere. It's everywhere like, on the internet. It's like May of 2020 all over again. There's protest everywhere. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Josh, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate you it. your time and uh, look forward to even more great stuff coming out from the protest. Are we going to do right. another song here? From Oh, yes. Who, yep. What are we doing, awesome. Aaron? Uh, another great song for the protest. Another great song from the protest. That means he doesn't have it ready yet, but yeah. he will. All right. All right. Thanks, brother. Hey, no problem, guys. Much love. We'll see you soon. All righty. Hi, it's Peter from Pizza 118 from the UK. Um, check out Rock Salt Radio Podcast. Rock Salt Musecast Experience with Aaron and Dave. And Aaron... Uh, what time is it now? It's flashback time. It's flashback time. October 2006. All right. And I am now dedicating more because yep. of the disaster last week. <laughs> the last week, I guess, uh, to be ready. So, all right. Step in the DeLorean and uh, flashback to 2006. All right. In 2006, um, Julian Assange started WikiLeaks. That's pretty notable. Is he still in jail? I, I, I tried to look up because I knew we were going to bring him up. I tried to look up and... He's in I, exile, I think. He's in exile? Yeah. Okay. So... Um, I, I, that was honestly one of the people that I would hope that Trump would have pardoned. But he must have got somebody out in Washington really riled up because they are staying clear of that dude. They don't even like to talk about him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I was real surprised when, you know, because I'd heard people from left and right of the aisle, basically, Democrats and Republicans, liberals, conservatives, saying, hey, should probably uh, just pardon the guy. Yeah. So Just be done with him. So he's in exile now. Yeah. Okay. Same with Snowden. Pardon that guy, too. Yeah. Get mixed up of Snowden. Snowden is the uh, NSA guy that told everybody that the government is spying on them. Okay. Yeah. I get it mixed up sometimes. And so. Assange started WikiLeaks where people could post all their secret stuff regarding the government and that sort of thing. Okay. October 2006, uh, 30 Rock. Yeah. There. Did you watch that show? I like that show. Yeah, I watched it a little bit. I'm just not. I'm just so tired of Alec Baldwin. So yeah, you know. but he is funny in that show. Yes. Well, Tina Fey is is she's she's the most underrated comedian. Yeah. Out there, she's very funny. When she did uh, Judge Duty and she did Sarah Palin, uh, she did it. It was funny but respectful at the same time. I thought she did good. And then she did uh, the Nightly News too. Yeah. You know, and she was very good. With well, that. you definitely noticed when she was no longer on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, definitely noticed that she was gone. Yeah, when her and then Mike Myers, I think when when they left, it just you know because he did so many bits yeah. on there. So, uh, on October twenty third, two thousand six, uh, the third studio album from My Chemical Romance, which we were going to see mm -hmm. after Shock, uh, was released. The Black Parade. Yeah, that's the uh, about the only album I like from. I only like a couple of songs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, October 27th, um, 2006, 
And when we get in October, we're talking about baseball playoffs as we uh, um, talking about today on the show. The Detroit, uh, the St. Louis uh, Cardinals beat the Detroit uh, Tigers four to two in Game Five at Bush Stadium to, to win the Cardinals' tenth title in franchise history. So that All happened. Right. And then we got, I, I looked up two significant deaths that I thought of. Okay. Um, one, they're sports-related. Red Auerbach, um, you know, he was Hall of Fame basketball coach for the Celtics, uh, nine-time NBA champion. And uh, in October 2006, he died of a heart attack at 89. But uh, I do believe he coached the Larry Bird, you know, uh, Bill Russell, and that era no i don't think it was larry bird but bill russell that era in one in nine championships in historic uh, nba coaching career um i i think that's i think uh phil jackson has surpassed that by one i think he's won 10 and so but um he was a great coach i loved watching him and then joe uh necro uh he was the uh original to me the original knuckleballer I think there was one guy before him and and where this is significant when my son was growing up in little league pitching he had a hard time gripping the ball to throw like a changeup because i didn't want him to throw like a curveball and hurt his arm or whatever but we were thinking about you know like a a slower pitch uh, he'd throw the fastball then something like a changeup where you take the speed off the ball and so we worked on throwing an knuckleball so he was able to put two knuckles on the ball, on the threads, and that's what he would throw as his changeup. And, uh, you know, most of the kids in the Little League couldn't hit his fastball if they tried. Uh, but some of the better players could get it, so he threw that knuckleball and would uh, confuse them what he was going to throw next. So that was fun. And um, Phil Necro was the first guy I remember throwing a knuckleball. And, you know, it's funny you see the, all these pitchers throwing 100 miles an hour and th- these knuckleballs would come in at 65, and they would have a tougher time hitting the knuckleball than uh, those fastballs because just, it just dances up there. <laughs> you know, comes at you, and you're looking at it because it's not moving at all. It's coming towards you moving, but the ball is not rotating at all. And, uh, it's, and the ball just, because there's no uh, science a little bit here, you know, gravity or whatever, the ball would just, you know, eventually just drop. And the catchers always, the catchers when they caught knuckleballer, they would be, they wouldn't use the catcher's glove, you know they are over, like they use an oversized first baseman's glove, because it just never knew where it was going to go. Gotcha. Tough uh, pitch to throw. All right. Well, anybody else from October? Well, there's uh, this guy Buck O'Neill. Okay. He uh, passed away October six. He died at the age of ninety four, so he lived a good long life, right? He was the uh, first African-American coach in Major League Baseball. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Yeah. Who did he coach? Kansas City Monarchs. Okay. All right. And then our uh, top box office movies for October 06. Start with number 10. Jackass number two. Did you ever watch any of the Jackass movies? I love them. I can't wait till the next one comes out, which is just a couple of weeks away. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so looking forward to it. I love the Jackass movies and Bad Grandpa. So funny. Bad Grandpa being the only movie I ever saw in the theater and actually, true, true story, fell out of my seat laughing. 
Um, I haven't seen those, so. Well, you're missing out, brother. Okay. <laughs> uh, employee of the month. I think that was with Dane. Uh, Dane Cook was in that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I, it's at a, the time, it, he was in a bunch of different movies, and that was one of them. It's I a fun that. movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man of the Year, The Prestige, The Grudge 2, The Guardian with uh, Kevin Costner and, uh, oh, what's his name? Doesn't matter because oh. I didn't see it. Okay. But we watched it a couple times. In fact, I think we got it on the DVR, so Don can watch it anytime. Um, the Texas Tainshaw Massacre, the beginning, Saw 3, open season. Did your, uh, I think Jonathan saw that at one time. So I don't know that I've ever seen it. Yeah, it's, it's a kid's movie with a bunch of animals and stuff. And the number one movie I know I've seen is The Departed. In fact, I think we... That's a good movie. To, yeah, we went to the theater and saw that. Very, very good movie. And then the top hits, and I'm going to get this right this time. If you were listening last week, I had the wrong uh, top artist uh, that had out, top albums. Hinder, Chinji, I don't know. What? Lupe, Fiasco. Here, let me, let me, okay, let me work ahead. this for you. Okay. Uh, we're talking the top five? Uh, top ten. Oh, top ten. All right. Hinder. Okay. I got that right. Chingy. I never heard of Chingy. <laughs> no, me neither. Lupe, Lupe Fiasco. That name rings familiar. All right. Diana Crawl. That name doesn't. Beyonce. Yeah, I, I think I've heard of her. John she, Mayer. Yeah. Number four is Kenny Chesney. Uh, number three is Fergie. Number two, Clay Aiken. We were still on that Clay Aiken train, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And number one is I, Justin I th- Timberlake. I think it's still a train. Uh-huh. I think it like this. And I think Justin's still uh, pretty popular. So, well. Mm, okay. Do, uh, you don't want to go see Justin in concert? No, I think Justin Timberlake put on a great show. Yeah. The the Clay Aiken is the one. <laughs> no, huh? Yeah, well, somebody's got to take uh, Barry Manilow's place when he <laughs> passes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and our four from Tim comes from Jeremy Camp, Flyleaf, Jars of Clay, and Matt Kearney on the Rock Salt Musecast Experience. Hey, this is Steve from the Ward 66, and you are listening to the dynamic duo of podcasters, Aaron and Dave on Rock Salt Radio. Rock Salt Musecast experience with Aaron and Dave, uh, and I'm fresh out of Facebook jail. You're out of jail? Yeah, I got a I got a 24-hour sentence. 24-hour sentence. <laughs> Straight from uh, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> I see. Is that the longest you've? Yeah, I've I've had hours? I've had three now. Okay, twenty four hour. Uh, you know, in the corner. Get yeah, in, get in the corner. Yeah. Uh, the second one, they actually threatened to permanently ban me, which I thought was odd. Okay, so, and then we got our lawyers involved, and they yeah. they back down. Yeah, right. Um, so the first one was, I had quoted in the comments what someone in the story had said. I put it in quotes and everything. So it was straight out of the news story. And because it said that uh, this dude said Californians are weird. And I, I said, well, he's not wrong. I'm a Californian. I think I can say that. No, I got banned. That was the one. Uh, uh, then the second one was uh, someone asked me, 
to cite a source, and the source was the California State Attorney General's office website. So I posted that. I got banned 24 hours. That was the one where they threatened to, to ban me permanently. And I was yeah, like, don't, don't, just don't co- go quoting, you know, quoting the yeah. uh, <laughs> the well, government. Don't well, go, don't go you know, do my, that. My, my big transgression was that I uh, was speaking negatively, uh, but factually about Gavin Newsom. And, um, and the third one here, the, the latest, what was this over here? Because <laughs> you, you were telling me a little, that you wouldn't tell me because you wanted to do it on the show, but you said it was just totally it's, stupid. It's so ridiculous. Um, so I posted a picture of, in, in a group that I'm in, of the Muppets. Posted a picture of the Muppets, you know, the band from the Muppets. Okay. And um, someone commented, I don't know the name of that monster-looking thing up in the corner. It was Animal, the drummer from the band, right? So that's all I did was posted a picture of Animal and said, Animal, I got banned, immediately banned for 24 hours. Said I was harassing. (laughs) And then to top it off, someone posted the exact same picture with the exact same comment, and theirs went through just fine. So apparently, it's only it's only me. It's just me. Well, well, you voted for Trump, so yeah, you know, and that's you just can't do that. Yeah, you know. So I I was telling Dawn that you got banned, and uh, her friend Kathy. um, She goes, "You got to have Kathy on the show because she's been like banned for a whole week." (laughs) It's like ridiculous. Yeah, and so I mean. I know we we posted a story. Uh, I posted a story on YouTube about our conversation, where John Cooper talked about uh, them having some COVID situations and restrictions on tour. And I mentioned that in the story, just you know, like only the word COVID, and all of a sudden YouTube said because you mentioned <laughs> coronavirus that we we put they didn't ban us, but they said we just put the health and safety uh, thing oh, about geez. about that and so so when i posted it on facebook i i, I just kind of said restrictions i didn't put covid because i just didn't want it flagged you know i i wanted people to see it yeah and so uh again everybody's you know, gone a little nutty it, that's true it, it you know it's like, like here hold my brain for me <laughs> i'm jumping on social media <laughs> I don't want to get my brain wet. <laughs> well, like YouTube, um, Rumble, which is, uh, you know, kind of promoted by Dan Bongino. Um, they've been growing um, uh, pretty well. There's something to be said for uncensored speech. Yeah. Uh, there really is. And, and uh, um, I don't know, without getting all political and all that about social media, but, I mean... If you're the town square, which is what they want to be, then you need to let people talk. That's that's also you know room for these other platforms to grow their audience because they're not going to you know censor. Um, they've learned a lesson from Parler that you have to have your own servers, except Amazon. So, you know, Getter and all them if now and like Rumble. They all have their own servers besides Amazon, AWS. Yeah. So no matter what is said, 
um, they can uh, withstand being checked by one of these internet companies. Well, you know what I say. Don't threaten me with a good time, Mark Zuckerberg. Keep banning me. I know it's not Mark. I know it's algorithms. I know it's a computer. Yeah. But, uh, you That's know. That's why they pull him in Congress, and he's like, what happened? Yeah, he doesn't know. He's sleepy. No, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's all spending his money he's made. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, 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 I think he's like, go ahead, take away Facebook. Yeah, go, I go ahead. I, I, yeah, it's, I don't care. I got, I got a ton of money in the bank. I'll, I'll be, all, I'll be all right. <laughs> well, you know, the fact of the matter is, is, I don't think this guy really knows how to run a business, and he surrounded himself with people that know how to run a business. He had a good idea, and it, it took off. Yeah, I mean, that's really what he's just hanging on. That's what I think. He's just hanging on for dear life. Uh, as as Facebook screams down the highway, yeah, he he at least looks professional. When they bring in the guy for Twitter, I forget his name. You know, he's got a beard, sandals, shorts on, and I'm like, that's the millionaire from Twitter. Yeah, wow, I, I well, feel I feel stupid because you know what? I uh, made bad yeah. life choices. That's what <laughs> that's, it, that's huh? what it comes down to. Because I'm like, wow, that guy don't look smart or professional at all, but. Somehow he had a good idea or stole the good idea, whatever yeah. whatever way you uh, say. Yeah. So, well, so you're you're out of uh, social media jail, prison. Yeah. Now prison. I'm watching everything I say. Yeah. <laughs> and when you told me this, when I posted that, or the thing that John Cooper had said, and I was like, okay, upscale it if you don't know what I'm talking about. I, I was like, well, I got to be careful here, you know, because we could end up being in social media prison for a little while and and i just want people to know about well, us you know if if the rock salt page on facebook suddenly disappears <laughs> that'll be publicity enough for us that would be uh because i got banned and i said forget it i'm done that's what happened <laughs> we're not we're not dead folks we just we just got put in jail yeah we're we're paul the apostle We've been, yeah. putting, you know, oh, we've, put in, we've been putting in jail because of what we said. Yeah. And so. Uh, All right. So I'm know. out of Facebook jail. And um, have you been good? You know, I've been watching <laughs> was, what you said. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have been watching what I say. And there's been a couple of times I've been going, that might get you banned. Oh, well, I'll go for it anyways. <laughs> do, you, do you ask your wife, hey, Nancy, should, nope. I, should I post this? No. Or, you know, could I, you know, I, I'm thinking about posting this. Nope. No, not at all. Okay. No. She just, like, I told you if you posted it. No. Nope. You know, you'd be in jail. No. Nope. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I do uh, fall into the troll cal- category because I do like to stir the pot and see if I can upset somebody or trigger somebody. That's always funny. And, and you know it's going to happen. I've been, you know, we've been sitting around talking after the show. You're like, hey, I'm going to stir the pot right here. Yeah. And you, and you tell me what you're posting. <laughs> you know, it doesn't take long for... Uh, one of the one of the people following you or whatever to to chime know, in. Yeah, you're like, yeah, it's yeah. on. Yeah, I got him hooked. <laughs> Reel him in. <laughs> I I I take pleasure in that. It's fun. <laughs> oh, I'll just watch sports. I don't need to. I don't need to fighting in baseball. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I I I don't need to fight on Facebook. I'll just watch fighting on. All right. On baseball. So. All right. Well, if you're listening to MuseCast uh, version, I got, I got the song for you. Uh, just for this segment, um, uh, it's uh, 
What Would Jesus Do? Song <laughs> by... Uh, <laughs> Oh, their big tent revival. They did this song and the wristbands and all that. So. I get a feeling Jesus would have been banned by Facebook. <laughs> he was banned. He challenged those yeah, in but charge. Yeah, but he wasn't banned by Facebook. <laughs> That's true. But he challenged those in charge and they... Uh, they don't and they, like... And they, and those they in charge don't typically like to be challenged, regardless that, of oh, what yeah. era you're in. Um, there's someone in charge right now that doesn't like to be challenged at all no i i think the other day he was like well if the governors don't do what i want them to do they can just get out of the way and uh one of them said uh i don't think so yeah you know and he's and he's like darn it hey, hey you remember I, just a couple of years ago when there was a different president and there was a bunch of governors that said we're not doing what you tell us to do and you can't make a you remember that yeah, yeah. It, was, it was our governor. Yeah. And don't don't get me started about, about him, man. Oh, by the way. Wow. Oh, and what is he doing now? Oh, he's cleaning up the forest like Trump told him to do two years ago. Yeah, but he made an announcement yesterday, so that well, uh, they're going to vaccinate, you know, make the kids all get vaccinated to go to school. Oh, yeah. And it includes my wife to continue her job, so we're, we're in discussions about that, so... But, you know uh, what I have noticed since the recall? I've noticed a lot of this. And I'm not saying the problem's solved. I think they're just sweeping it under the rug. Um, there's been a lot of homeless encampment cleanups in the last few weeks following the recall in the state of California. Now, I know that it goes by county and all that, but there doesn't seem to be anybody higher up that's stopping it. No, not at all. Yeah. It, it's like they want to complain about the problem, but not solve the problem they're not solving the problem they're just no. moving it yeah that's, that's all they're doing yeah they don't you know they're not giving these people a place to live they're just moving them from where they are residing to somewhere else to somewhere else yeah i know that in sacramento county here they they have their they have a encampment that they're allowing to stay and some parents in midtown are complaining about it because their kids are walking to school right by the encampment and i don't blame the parents but at, at you voted for this folks yeah you voted for the for the because it isn't the city of sacramento where this place is and i'm like you voted for the mayor like it or not this is who you have and he's gonna allow this to happen until you don't allow it to happen anymore and so just like yesterday where our governor said all the kids in school, got to get vaccinated by a certain point. Once they FDA approves it, I'm sure there's school districts in the northern part, the conservative part of our state, they're like, um, no, we're not doing that because they're not going to allow the governor to control their kids' lives. And so, again, um, those in power will do what they will do until you tell them, no, you're not doing it anymore. Yeah. And so, again... Uh, you just, sometimes you have to challenge, we, we teach our kids sometimes to not challenge authority, but sometimes to do the right thing, we have to challenge it. authority. So again, All right. you're out of Facebook jail. Yeah. And, uh, so if you're listening to the Musecast version, here is Big Tent Revival with What Would Jesus Do? This is Ralph from Reborn, and you're listening to a Rock Souls Musecast experience with Aaron and Dave. 
Rock Solid, Dave Peril. Aaron Zown. Hey, Aaron, where can people contact us? On our email at rocksaltradio at gmail.com. Rocksaltradio at gmail.com. Rock Salt Musecast experience with Aaron and Dave. And on the phone, we got Coffee House Keegan. Yes. There he is. I'm here. Thank you for having me. Getting, getting a sip it, of coffee. In. It, it's our major league uh, um, expert. Yeah. Major league baseball I wouldn't expert. say that. I, I think, I think you, you guys might have that handled better than I. Uh, I don't know. Hey, man, I set up my team and I just let it roll. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I have no yeah. idea what I'm doing. You know. He, he knows the Giants are making the playoffs. So that's that's about it with Dave. Yeah. 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 And See, so, that's all that matters. Well, they're, they're a great team, so. Yeah, yeah, it's that's hard to say for me. I'm not a Giants fan. He's so. a Dodgers fan. Yeah, so, so Ooh. we, so yeah, yeah I, I know. <laughs> so in the American <laughs> League, we got the Astros facing the White Sox in that first uh, round. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think that's going to be a great series. You th- you think so? I I just don't think the White Sox stand a chance. Uh, I, well, I don't think they're going to win. Uh, I think they could win a game, but. Uh, I think it's going to be a good series simply because of the pitching matchup. Okay. Houston's pitching is kind of hit and miss. You know, you got Lance McCullers, who is one of the top ERA guys, but he throws so many pitches, he may only last five. And Houston's biggest weakness is their bullpen. Okay. So, and you think of the White Sox lineup, and you're like, my goodness. You know, if they, if they get a hold of you in the first couple innings, it could be a long day. Especially in that softball field that we call the, a major league park, uh, yeah. the Houston Astros. Yeah, yeah. You know. Minute Maid Park, yeah. You, you know, uh, I think about that. So, so I was watching the game last night, and if the Astros would have won, they would have locked up home field advantage through that series. And I was thinking to myself, because I've been there for playoff games. I've been, I was there for uh, game three of the 2017 World Series. I was there in 2015 when they lost. They blew the lead in the eighth inning when they would have clinched against the eventual World Series champions, Royals. And so when you're sitting there in the stadium, when every pitch matters in the playoffs, those Crawford boxes look like they're eight feet from third base. Like it looks like a pot fly as a home run, and it is terrifying. Terrifying. Uh, As an Astros fan. They were talking about is, I I saw one guy for the Dodgers when they played the the Astros in the um, World Series, and he hit the ball, and his his only one hand was on the bat when they slowed it down in slow motion. And you can see yeah. when he hits the ball, he's mad because he thinks he pops it up. And actually yeah. the ball ends up going out. It just keeps going. Yeah. Wow. Insane. And so yeah. I call it a softball field. It, it is a good distance, but um, it it's does a small park. It's only 315 yeah. right down the line. Yeah. So and if the, you get it right down the line, it's a chip shot. Yeah. And it, and it I tell you what um, – it doesn't take much to get it out of there, and so sure especially during the summer. Now during the the winter, it may the ball may not carry as much, but in the middle of August, yeah, that thing that ball carries oh, yeah. in that field. Oh yeah. So, so the other one is we got the Rays and an assortment of other teams that are making the wild card, and we had to record this early. So I think the Rays so I, uh, beat any team that comes in the wild card. But I tell you what, I think that's going to be. A great series. Whoever they face, whether it be the yeah. the Red Sox, Yankees, Toronto, um, Seattle, is, yes, yeah, uh, they, I, I, you know, Seattle comes in and the, they just have pitching and pitching. 
Right. Especially in that bullpen. So it's funny. I was I was talking with my son earlier about the wild card in the American League, and you've got three teams within a game, and then they're for the second wild card, and then they're only one game behind New York for the first. So there's a chance if New York doesn't win this weekend, they miss the playoffs altogether. How crazy is that? Yeah, or we can. I have, mean, this whole thing could flip on its head. We could have four teams tied, and all of them play each yeah. other. You know, I mean, how so, insane would that be? Yeah, that, that that would be insane. Whatever way, the playoffs are going to be a lot of fun, and there's going to be a lot of good teams. Now, switching oh, over yeah. to the national team, and now we don't know if the Giants or the Dodgers are going For to the be division. the one, division, but whoever doesn't win the division, and it looks like the Dodgers are not going to win the division, to be honest. Yeah, I think they're two games back with two to play, so they, yeah. they'd have to win out and San Francisco lose out. You're almost, you're almost playing a wild card game anyways if you tie because you're playing an extra game. Yeah. Sure. So, to me, I would just rather, you know, win or lose in the season and then face the Cardinals. Now, I don't think the Cardinals um, can beat any of the Giants or the Dodgers in a one game. I just – You well, really – I was going to say the opposite. I was going to say that would scare me more than facing them in a series. It, it might – but I think uh, uh, the situation um, with the bullpen the Cardinals have, sure, they just if you get to their bullpen, it, you yeah. know, he, I mean, they got hard throwers, but they just don't throw strikes a lot. You know, I watched. Yeah, I think I was off work when I watched the Dodgers play the Cardinals, and um, the the name escapes me. The guy who's going to pitch in the wild card, uh, he throws a lot of curveballs, and that's what he. He damaged the Dodgers with it. And so sure. uh, so the Dodgers seen what he has. Now we get to the other series, the Braves, who really scare me. And the Brewers, yeah. yeah the, who really yeah. scares me. So, uh, the, the, the Braves are crazy to me because they looked so bad for the first half of the season. Yeah. And then that division kind of just fell apart and fell into their lap to where they ended up playing bad teams more often than they did early on. And, they were, they were probably favored to win the division, so yes. it's not like out of the blue. But to lose Acuna and to have the struggles with the pitching staff that they've had, uh, they're definitely dangerous. All those trades they made at the deadline, they got um, the guy out of Kansas City. His name escapes me. Yeah, and Solaire. Jorge Solaire, yeah. Adam Duvall. Yeah, those trades have paid off crazy. Yeah, crazy. for them. They just really took off the second half of the season. So yep. they have playoff experience. And you, that is yeah. invaluable. That's what hurts the, the back to the American League, the White Sox against the Astros. The White Sox just don't really have any playoff experience at all. Now, yeah, because they lost that two-game series last year against the A's. Now the series that uh, Dave would probably be most interested in, the Giants-Dodgers series. Um, the Giants beat them <laughs> by one game during, during the season. And, uh, man, this is going to be fun. A team full of oh, all stars yeah. against a team that's got a lot of players that have have had career years. Yeah, and which is a very giant thing to have happen. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. They just like don't have World Series runs. They did the same thing. Yeah, but they don't. They don't. They don't have a bum guard this year. A guy in a that's in true. a real in the series that can just win two or three games. Right, uh, I agree for you. Agree. So it, it'll be interesting what happens there. So. Uh, who do you have going in as we t- see the teams now? Who do you think is going to make it to the American League uh, pennant? 
Um, blah, 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 blah. I think it'll be Houston versus Tampa. I think I think they're the, I think consistently throughout the year they were the two best teams in the American League. I think they match up well against each other. And, I mean that seven game series last year in the ALCS was crazy. Tampa goes up three zero, and then Houston comes all the way back, and then they had a pretty competitive game seven until Tampa kind of got out there a little bit. But Tampa's a better team than they were last year. That's what's scary. And I thought they, I thought they played the Dodgers tough in the World Series last year. So I think they're the two best teams. And really, I think I think if there's a, if 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 the White Sox somehow beat Houston, I don't think the White Sox stand a chance against Tampa. I think Tampa runs right through them. Okay, who do you have? I agree with your assessment on the American League pennant. I think Dave agrees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who do you have in the National League pennant? Oh man! <laughs> well, I think Milwaukee's got more depth than Atlanta. I think I think that's going to be a good series. So I think Milwaukee goes through. And my gut, my gut tells me the names on the Dodgers are going to step up if they end up playing San Francisco. So my gut says Dodgers versus Brewers in the NLCS. But I don't know. I part of me wants to root for San Francisco. Even though, like, if they met the Astros in the World Series, I think that favors San Francisco. But because I mean, I mean, I'm not, obviously I'm not a Dodgers guy. They're, they got that history, but I mean, it just seems like they have the names, they've got the experience, they've got all that stuff that would help them get there. Like last night, I don't know if you saw the highlights. That Trey Turner hit that uh, grand slam to give them the tie in the fifth inning yeah, against I, Milwaukee I had just yesterday. Turned on the game when that happened. Yeah, and, I mean, and, it's just like now they have Trey Turner. How does it? Why does it seem like? They have a thirty-five man bench, wow. and like they always have this all-star who shows up out of nowhere. They they have, <laughs> they, well, they have a lot of money, but what they have is a very deep um, minor league system. That the general manager, oh yeah, they've done great. Yeah, the general man, the general manager of now the Giants has helped build, so he is building yep. one too, and that's what's helped. You know, they've had well, a few you, guys think about go this. down. Think about this. Think how think how much Tampa Bay has influenced this year's playoffs. James Quick came from Tampa Bay. He's now the general manager at Houston. Yes. Tampa Bay is the best team in the American League, so their system stayed in place. Andrew Friedman is the president of baseball operations for the Dodgers, and then is, is his name Zahadi? Yes. Who left the Dodgers, who worked under Friedman, is now running the Giants, who went from stellar dwellers to the best team in the National League, and if I'm co- like overnight. And if I'm correct, the gentleman that's general manager of the, of the Giants was a minor league scout, I think. For the Tampa, there you go. That came with it's unbelievable. It, yeah, it's it's yeah. That I didn't even thought about. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. uh, so okay, you give us the final four teams. Uh, um, the I I think it's going to be the Dodgers and the Braves in a fantastic seven game series on the other side. I don't think Milwaukee beats the Braves, but I would, I would not complain about that at all. Yeah, and I do think that the Dodgers beat the Giants, but. We'll see how that goes. That's his wishful, wishful thinking. <laughs> I, I, just think, I just think, I, I think you're correct. I think the names on the jerseys step up, and the Giants have had a fantastic year. I mean, they're going to win 107 games or whatever it is. It's 108. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, they don't the, win out. No one out. Yeah. The thing is, though, it's it's what is. I think one of the real series teams won 85 games, and this yeah. team wins 107, and they're not even favored. To go right it's a real in the series. first round yeah they're not even favored <laughs> in the first round that's how baseball works 
All right, we have the final four teams for me, Keegan. Who who goes the real yep. series from the American League? So I'll, I'll I'll do my hundred percent best to be faithful and take my bias out of it. I think Houston goes to the World Series and okay. they play the Dodgers in a rematch. Okay, I'm all down with that. Do you so. think they cheat again? No, <laughs> no, they're they're done with that. They'll find a way, and it'll be fine. I'll, it I'll just, take it. I do think though. If Houston ends up playing the Red Sox or the Yankees in the in the playoffs, Dave, uh-huh. Dave, Dave wants fighting in baseball to be allowed. I think <laughs> I think is to an extent. To an extent, I, I'm with. You. Hear me, hear me all the way out, Keegan, because okay. you're a big baseball fan. Okay, there's times when you're watching a game where it's a little dull. Um, I yeah. think you should adopt the the hockey rule, which is. Let them fight every once in a while. Make the game interesting. So I, don't, I, I don't know about like full-on fighting, but I think there should be more emotion allowed. Like you got the, the, the purists, you know, who want it to be like golf, where like I, I don't mind a bat flip and then the pitcher being upset about it. I don't mind the pitcher fist bumping and screaming on his way off the mound from a strikeout and the batter being mad about it. You know, I like the tension that comes with it but i also don't want to see someone get hurt right so like hitting a guy at 98 in the ribs i mean you can um, you know you could end a guy's theory you know it's even yeah so i'm not talking like about that i don't like but i want the emotion yeah you know, i'm, I'm not talking you. about hitting some guy with a ball um yeah i'm talking about like the nolan ryan fight I, i'm just sure. not, i'm just not having my 30 million dollar a year pitcher throw a punch and break his hand because right. that happened with the White Sox, right? The White Sox lost the guy because he got mad and hit a wall and broke his hand. There was uh, some basic no, no, story. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Milwaukee's uh, guy. Milwaukee. Devin Williams. The yeah. The bullpen guy. The bullpen yeah. guy. He gets mad and punches. Yep. You know, so. Well, that's, like, that sounds dumb. Yeah, that, yeah, he hit a wall. He didn't hit a person. <laughs> well, you, could, you could break your hand hitting a person too okay. or hurting it. But, but again, we may see fighting in those series because I guarantee you the Yankees or the Red Sox are going to throw at the Houston oh, yeah. Astros sooner yeah. or later. And, and so here's the thing with that. I don't think that bothers Houston at all. They've gone 162 games where 81 of them, they've been booed relentlessly for three and a half hours. And they won their division. They're over all that. So if you want to throw, obviously you're the one who's bothered, not them. So I think I think if emotions are high from the other side with the fans and everything, I think it honestly plays in the Astros' favor. And the Astros won the second best division in baseball too. I mean, clearly the yeah. AL East o- is, o- is Oakland's a good team, Seattle's a good team. Yeah, I, and and the Angels aren't chat aren't bad. And the only reason they're yeah. not making the playoffs, if they were playing in the Central, they'd be in the playoffs. You know, they I, just I, got I, a bad front close. office. They yeah. really do. Yeah, yeah. but their front office does not know how to build that team. That's true. Yeah, they just want to put stars <laughs> out there and, you know, pitch, yeah. pitching Show hey and Trout, go win. Yeah, yeah. like what? Yeah. So, oh, they also have uh, um, uh, the, the, the Nationals third baseman uh, from Rendon. Rendon, yeah, can't but he just can't yeah. stay healthy. And, and that's why well, you know, if when they the do, Dodgers uh, were in the top If they do that, open pitching tryouts, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, you got Houston and the Dodgers in the World Series, which I'm totally down with. Yeah, I'll um, abstain you, you, from picking that one because I think you, you got know the, what I would you pick. got the Astros right. Well, I got to pick with my heart at that point. 
Okay. Okay, that's true. How, how many? But how many? I, how many games? Oh, go go all seven. Go all okay, seven. Go all seven. Make yeah. it a lot of fun. I, I just I I can't see either one of those teams just molly whopping the other. You know, I think I think they're both good teams. I think Dodgers have better players at more positions, right? Like the Astros have a couple young outfielders that they roll out there uh, every week, and Brantley's been a little hurt and stuff like that. So I think I think like name wise. Dodgers, you would probably favor like positionally, but as a as a team and a unit, I think they they kind of compare very well. I think they would be very competitive. I don't trust the Dodgers bullpen as much as I may have a couple years ago, even last year. Like Kenley Jansen is not the same guy. Blake Trinan can get hit a little bit. So there's certain things where you're like, okay, they do have their weaknesses, and it was the bullpen that lost in the World Series in 2017. So if you look at it in, in those terms, I think. They're pretty comparable, and I think it would be a great series. Yeah, I, 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 you know, in most years, if the Dodgers were out of the playoffs, say they lose the wild card game, uh, yeah, I would be upset and not watch again. But this year, mm-hmm. uh, all the teams are very good, very competitive. The only series I think won't be competitive is the Houston White Sox comp- uh, series. I, I, I hope I, you're right. I, I think Houston just rolls over them. But again, we'll see. <laughs> so now on to the important stuff. Um, dead sin. So right. you you got um, some shows coming up. I, I saw you're you're playing this Christmas show, Wreck the Halls. Wreck the Halls in Springfield, Missouri. Yeah, we're super excited about that. Those you're, are the same guys who put on Chains Unchained every year in the okay. summertime. All right. And so they're having us come up and and open up that show and getting some uh, some toys for some uh, children who need it this holiday season. Yeah, we're our very buddy, excited uh, about that. Our buddy uh, Caleb from Stonewall Static, they'll be playing that same show too. That, yes, that'd sir. Be, that'd yes, be a sir. lot of fun. So, um, We're happy he, to meet those guys. That'd be yeah, awesome. I mean, he's a good you haven't met kid. him? No. Oh, I thought you had. No, we've never crossed paths. Yeah, I thought all no, you San Antonio guys were just like buddy-buddy with in, everybody. He's in Fort Worth. Oh, that's right. We're in Fort Worth. That's yeah, right. Okay. Too far away. They're the lone I was actually stone- in San Antonio uh, two days ago. I took my kids to see Dude Perfect Live. What's Dude Perfect? So we Perfect? drove down there. Oh, man. Okay, so Dude Perfect started as these college guys just, like, making, like, crazy trick shots and posting it onto YouTube. Okay. And then they somehow, over the years, transformed into this, one of the biggest channels on YouTube, and kids love them. It's, they're very sports-centric, uh, do a lot of trick shots and games, and they're, they're, they're like, they're each person, each, like, their own personality. Like, you've got, uh, you know, fan clubs for each guy, and and all this stuff, and uh, they're Christian, so it's, it's good, wholesome, fun. But it's it's like a you sh- you should look them up. They're they're humongous. Right. I'm surprised they, you, you don't know who they are. Uh, Dave, um, my sons have showed me them, and um, they're at like like the Golden One Center, and the okay, hoop, yeah, the hoop yeah. is down below, yeah. and they throw a basketball and hit and get it into the hoop. Wow. I mean, just some incredible stuff. <laughs> okay, uh, so who would win? Uh, Globetrotters or Dude Perfect? I, I, well, I don't know. Well, I'm going to have to put my money on the Globetrotters. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, man, that would, I guess that was a fun night. Father-son night, I guess. So, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Night, we took all so. the kiddos. They, they, yeah, they had, a, they had a lot of fun. All right, so, Keegan, two things. I've been talking to, uh, well, I don't, I don't want to say I've been talking to. I mentioned to Ryan from um, uh, Reborn that yep. you San Antonio guys or you Texas guys need to get together and do a um, a Christmas cover album. 
Just I like, actually watched that episode. I heard you say that. Yeah, you guys and need to get together. My, to my immediate thought was like, what on earth would we play? I don't know. Grandma got run over by a reindeer is uh, Aaron's first choice. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard that was a negative on your part. Yeah, he, he doesn't like the song. And, you weren't even going to get it. We weren't even going to download it. I just like, like saying it because he hates it now at this point. You know, <laughs> if I started to not like the song, I would just say I love it, you know, at this point. So, <laughs> so uh, Dead Sin's not coming out with the Christmas song, are they? Or is that in the works? Or no, is that something no we, we won't okay. be doing that. Oh, okay. No. All, right. All right. You know, <laughs> missing out, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas maybe, music, maybe next year dead, and we're super bored. We'll do it. A, a little Deadson Jingle Bell Rock or something like that. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, those, those. Well, next, next time we speak, I'll bring Brian, our singer, on, and I'll let y'all brainstorm. All right, which, uh, which song his vocal range would fit best? In. All right, <laughs> I see. Sounds good. Uh, so, what's up? Besides playing the uh, wreck the halls, uh, getting some um, gifts for some kids. What's some other things uh, you guys are doing? So that's December 4th. Um, on October 30th, the day before Halloween, up in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, it's right outside of Tulsa, I believe, we're playing Reformation Fest. And that's going to be a lot of fun because Brian Head Welch from Corn is going to be there as a speaker, and he's going to be showing his um, Loud Crazy Love documentary. And there's going to be have opportunities to meet him and to, uh, to watch the documentary with him there's gonna be like a special screening but i mean a ton of bands are playing spoken playing zana playing relent playing chaotic resemblance and it's, it's it's gonna be a great day and then um that, and that's free that's what's super crazy there's some of the extra perks that i mentioned about going going and watching this stuff you got to pay a little bit for that but the show itself is free and to see all these bands uh, it's completely free you just got to go online and register nice. so that'd be cool and then November nineteenth, we've got Disciple coming to our hometown, and we're playing with those guys. And awesome. um, we have a we have a show uh, lined up for New Year's Eve. I don't know if I can mention that yet, but that one's going to be a lot of fun as well. And it's going to be in Oklahoma, so heading back up north a little bit. But yeah, that'll be very cool. All out that's ro- on our website out in Rocklahoma. Aaron. Yes. Rock, rock, rock Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> Denson's gonna rock Rocklahoma. Uh all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna um uh tag on your coattails here. So when you're out meeting like disciple and and head and all that, I, I just want you oh, to Oh, you drop, know I'm gonna mention you guys. Yeah, you gotta drop our names. <laughs> so so when Disciple comes in for sound check, I'm just gonna like put a banner up that's what they have to look at this is what i this is what i want for everybody that crosses paths with kevin from disciple i want him to drop our name so eventually he goes what is it with these guys who are these guys that's what i want (laughs) he'll either cave and call you guys up or he'll get so mad he blocks you one way or the other hey hey, either way i'm okay with it yeah that's right. If, yeah. he, if he blocked you, at least he knew who you were. Oh, I've got some celebrity stories where I've been quote unquote blocked. <laughs> so you got a new so song? I, so go ahead. Go uh, ahead. A couple of years ago, just speaking on that, and we were talking about baseball. So a few years ago, I was a little more active on social media. I I don't use it much at all, especially like Twitter. I don't even, I don't have a Twitter or anything. But back then, uh, I was big into Twitter and and following all the baseball stuff and all that. And, and one day the Rays were playing the Astros and Blake Snell was pitching. And this was before he had, you know, won a Cy Young and all that, but he was still just like this hyped up guy. 
And, you know, me just being a punk, I guess, I tweeted out, Does, is there a more punchable face in baseball than Blake Snell? <laughs> and I didn't tag him or anything like that. I was just, I was just like, golly, man, like you were just are smug. And uh, I got blocked by Blake Snell the next day. <laughs> and I didn't tag him or anything. But he searched his name, saw it, and then blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this guy, Keegan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. what a punk. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, See, it's man. funny when you get blocked by celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So yeah, he shouldn't have won that Cy Young either. Justin Verlander. <laughs> no bias. So who, who, uh, you got a single coming out. So we do. We haven't that. told anybody. So I'm telling you guys first. Oh, hey, oh, it's a rock solid exclusive. Yes. Exclusive. Yeah, I hit a buzzer or something. Yeah, I so don't we got a. Here, wait. Before, the, before oh. the end of the month. <laughs> wrong one. That was the wrong button. <laughs> wrong button. Uh, but so uh, I'm just playing with yeah, you. This is the single. So it's, it's going to be before the end of the month. I think, if if I'm not mistaken, the 19th or the 26th, uh, we're going to have a, a new single out and hopefully much more to come very soon. We're working very hard, very diligently to, uh, to not just put out one song at a time, but for the time being, uh, yeah, we're going to put out a brand new single. It's a little different. We've got, uh, we've got some close friends and, and confidants uh, with us who kind of, keep us in line about, you know, like, Hey guys, that sucks. Don't do that. So we're, we've, uh, we've got approval from some of our, uh, our checklist people and, uh, we're super excited. It's nice. It's still dead. It's still dead thin. But if you listen to each song on our protest EP that we put out last November, they're all a little different while keeping the same. We released change back in August and we got, we got, um, very good traction and a lot of great interaction from that. And that was a little different from the EP, but still kind of felt the same. And we really think we're doing the same with this one, where it's a little bit uh, a left of center, but it's not a total departure from what we've done. And we're super excited about it. And just lyrically, it's it's powerful. You know, it, you know, we've talked about that before. We like to stick to scripture and, and stuff like that. And um, yeah, we're super excited about it. As soon as soon as I get it, I will be sending it to you guys and. Um, yeah, we can't, we can't wait. Hopefully either the 19th of October or 26th. Yeah. I've seen you post stuff on Instagram. So you guys are working on stuff. So that, that's really, you know, I know we all have jobs and families and all that. Um, and it takes a lot of energy and time to, uh, put music together. And so oh, yeah. uh, I'm sure all your fans, well, we and- just, we're all on the same page. We're all on the same page. We're moving forward. Like today, for instance, I'm about to go coach this game and have a good time. And then my daughter has a softball game right after that. And I'm going to catch that. And then we're immediately going to rehearsal to get ready for these shows that we got coming up. Well, that's great. So, so. It, it, it doesn't stop. We're all on the same page. We're moving forward. You know, it's, it's good stuff. We, we can't wait. We can't, can't wait to see what happens after this, uh, the end of this year. And when we really get out our material and, and we can show everybody what we got and see what happens. Nice. All right. So new stuff coming from dead sin. Uh, and he's got the Astros taking the series. Right against the Dodgers. Yeah, I don't think that one's happening. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I mean, we can all argue about it. I mean, yeah. We all got we all got a fighter chance. Giants, that's Dodgers, what, Astros. That, that's what's great about sports. Yeah, is we all yeah. we all have our teams, and it. You and know, hey, it, if it the Astros get swept by the White Sox, I'm coming after you guys. <laughs> Oh, but they'll he'll write a song about it. Yeah, 
Well, I hear yep. a song. Here it goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll write a song it's about it. Dead salt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe you hey, can get Hootie to sing it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, uh, so thank you for coming on today and taking time out before you uh, coach this little league team and uh, enjoy the day with the family and enjoy rehearsals. So, so I appreciate you guys very much. Thanks for having me on. Thank hey, you. Thanks, Keegan. Yep. And here comes Deadson on the Rock Salt Musecast Experience. This is Keegan from Dead Sin, and you're listening to Rock Salt Radio. Rock Salt Musecast experience with Aaron and Dave, and another bang-up show, Aaron. More bang-up than the last, that's for sure. <laughs> I thought the conversation with Keegan went very well. Yeah. Um, you know, he had said he was a big baseball fan, and he, he came with some knowledge. Yeah. And then it was exciting to hear what's going on with the band, or playing some shows and uh you know that's great and a new single in a couple of weeks and uh hopefully we'll be the first uh um besides the band to hear it that would be cool and and he, he talked about having more songs by the end of the year yeah we we just we just didn't we didn't sell hard enough though the christmas song i mean we i know we, he we, didn't we, sound like he was all lit on that yeah man. we need to do a better job when we get these bands on of <laughs> of getting the christmas get, selling the christmas thing yeah i mean why do these stations play Christmas music from Thanksgiving on? Because people listen. It's the most popular music in the world. If you say so. It is. Okay. That's why these stations do it. <laughs> that's what, hey, that's what my, the, my, my, uh, Steve, um, Dice says, Dice, and he's always right. So, oh, yeah, he's right about everything. That's what he said. So, hey, so uh, if it came from Steve Deese, it's gospel. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, you know, I, I've been trying to work on not saying yes so much, and I just said it. Man, I should have a wristband on my on my. You know, every yeah, time I say whack, yeah, you know, get yourself or get yourself one for and so. <laughs> Did I say that today too? Oh, a lot. Okay. <laughs> See, you don't even notice. No, I don't. Yeah. I noticed the other one, but I don't. Okay. All right. I, maybe I should listen to the show like you asked me. I to. think you should. <laughs> All right. So, um, so, ask Dave, Palica. I mean. Yeah, we got uh, Aftershock coming up uh, next weekend. Are we doing a show next weekend? Yes. Oh, all right. We have some bands during the week we were going to interview, and that will be our weekend show. So, oh, I plan right. to be over here. Uh, early the first day after shock and we'll do some breaks then. oh all so, right you know, however i thought about doing it saturday and i thought you know we might be kind of tired saturday might be after two days mm -hmm. we're not as young as we used to be or we maybe look. we'll just record a bunch of stuff out at the show that's true we could do that too i talked to you about you know doing like live uh zoom when metallica comes on just to talk about it but we can oh maybe work something out i don't know we'll figure it out all right, because you'll be in the VIP section. I'll be with the other uh, pe peasants in the non-VIP. <laughs> hey, 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 I the only, I don't normally buy VIP, and this will be the second year that I go VIP. The first year, the VIP ticket was given to me, um, but I bought it because of the surgery on my knee, and I don't want to be out in the the large group of people. So I understand. I'm going to post just, up I'm in the VIP on it. Yeah, but it's the way you say it. it makes me feel like, uh, makes me look like uh, 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 I'm looking down on people, like I'm better than somebody because I got the VIP. 
I paid a lot of money for that VIP. <laughs> yeah, and and since I wanted to be with my my son first time going, I just declined the VIP because you were like, "Hey, get the VIP," and I'm like, "I want to be with Jonathan," and I knew he couldn't afford the VIP. Well, so. don't get me wrong; I don't plan on posting up in VIP the entire time. Yeah, I understand that. But uh, when Metallica comes on, I want to be able to have a place I can not be bothered and see the show, you know? So. All right. Well, see, there yeah. you go. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! I'm <laughs> get my rubber band for me. All right. All right. Got to wrap it up here. It's the Rock Salt Musecast experience with Aaron and Dave and uh, happy trails. Jesus is my friend. 